You're listening to LeBeau's Lessons, a leadership podcast for new and aspiring leaders. LeBeau's Lessons is a virtual platform which seeks to provide leadership training and education for new and aspiring leaders. We do this by providing a consistent, free leadership podcast, weekly mentoring meetings with our staff, and online courses. Every Tuesday, we meet at 12 noon CST to promote self-awareness by providing stories and leadership coaching on this show to raise the emotional intelligence of our listeners. You can support us by following, liking, subscribing, and sharing. And now, on to the show. everybody. Thank you so much for joining. I'm LeBeau Colbert and welcome to LeBeau's Life Lessons. I am so excited to start our new series entitled Choosing Better. So today we're starting a new series and I'm going to give you just a, a snippet, a little overview of what we're going to be talking about. So You deserve to have a healthy relationship if you choose to be in one. Quit with the roller coaster rise, the toxic relationships, and the inevitable heartbreak. You are better than this. Get ready for the latest four-part series entitled Choosing Better, starting Tuesday today. And stop living in perpetual relationship regret. This series is going to be one that teaches women how to make healthier, more logical choices that will lead to better relationships with men. And it's time to stop choosing bad boys and start choosing better. So here's an overview of what we're gonna go over over the next four weeks. 14 avoidable relationship complications, telling, three telling confessions, to listen for, five mind-reading body language tips for dates. I'm gonna go over all three of those today. Next week, we're gonna go into 25 ways to lower a man's defenses to reveal true intentions. The week after that, the top 10 toxic personality types to recognize in a man. And number four, the top 20 questions you must ask to predict where the relationship is going. Now, I usually do not talk about men on my podcast because this is about women, uplifting women, etc., etc. Men are a big part of women's lives and I was inspired to create this series because I got sick and tired of what I was seeing on social media. And I really think it's important to be relevant to talk about what's important to women right now. And something that I I kept seeing on social media around posts about relationships, which a lot of this has been going on um, lately on social media, is this notion that keeps coming back. Choose better, choose better women. You need to choose better. Women are saying this, men are saying this. and But I think that it's out of place. And I, I wanna just say that before I go into any of this. 
when I talk about choosing better, I'm not saying it in the context that other people are. Many people online are saying choose better as a response to, you got raped, choose better. You got um, uh, abandoned, choose better. He did this to you, choose better. It's always put back on the woman as anything that a man does to you, somehow you provoked it. You made him do it to you in some way or another, or you should have been smarter. And that doesn't sit right with me. So I created this series to in fact, empower women to know what to look for and how to begin choosing better. Not because any of that is their fault, but because of the world we live in, we have to be better at aligning ourselves with people. And many of the things that I'm saying, some of them apply also to friendships. So we're just going to go with that today, all right? Now, as I mentioned, we are going to be talking about 14 avoidable relationship complications, three telling confessions to listen for, and five mind reading uh, body language tips. And the reason why I can speak on this is because I was a, a former therapist. I only practiced for four years before the recession hit and made my business go under. After that, I focused more so on you know family life and I kind of stepped back from that world. Uh, but I continue to educate myself. Now I'm a business owner. Um, I mean, that's business ownership too, but but now I'm a business owner. I've, I've moved away from that, but uh, I still love to share what I've learned over my career. Uh, someone says, can you hit on the subject of boundaries? If you're more specific, like with that question, like what exactly would you want me to touch on? Because uh, the rule is it has to be on topic, right? So we're talking about choosing better. I'm gonna go over the things but that I have planned, but I'm definitely gonna take questions if you have them. Now, um, just so you know, I have a, a speaking engagement that I'm gonna be doing May 21st, Saturday um, at 5.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's gonna be live in Dallas. It's called Purpose in a Pandemic. It's a panel discussion and private dinner. Shandrika Carter is going to be there. She's um, a tax entrepreneur. She, she helps people set up tax firms. Will Cyrus, he's an estate development firm. LaRussia Peters, she's an entrepreneur who has her own salon. Ashley Johnson, she's also a restaurateur. Nia Dillon, my sister, she is a marketing uh, brand manager and Bree Chester, who is also up um, in marketing. And I'm in marketing and I'm gonna be the moderator. And so I am looking forward to talking to these, this black excellence panel that we're gonna have. And, and I'm just, I'm ready to soak up some extra knowledge too. So you can go to my page, uh, but you can just type it in, Google it, Purpose in a Pandemic, May 21st in Dallas. And I would love for those of you who are in Dallas to join us on that. And also, if you're listening, I am broadcasting live from uh, Hello Studios in Dallas. And if you have a podcast you would want to start and you want to have a professional setup, it's amazing. There's multiple rooms here, suites that you can use. The, 
The customer service is fantastic. Um, I've, I have nothing but good things to say. You can go to IamHelloStudios.com in order to book a free tour and training session. They show you how to use all of this stuff and you can get 20% off by using my code LeBeau. All right, personal boundaries for dating. Okay, I will get to that. All right, so today, again, we're talking about choosing better, choosing better. What does that mean to you, to choose better? To choose better. Well, for me, I believe it means having a set of principles that you live by when it comes to love and relationships. So I'm gonna start off by talking about the 14 avoidable relationship complications. Now, I won't say they're red flags. I'll just say that they're complications. Some of, I'm in Dallas. Some people may say that, um, they may say that these are some red flags. I wouldn't say that because, you know, not everything is a red flag. I think we're kind of overusing red flag on everything right now in social media. But these are some things that will definitely complicate a relationship. All right, and I think we can all agree to that. Number one, someone who lacks confidence. Someone who lacks confidence. Now, all of us have confidence levels at different at different levels right in different areas but when i say generally lacks confidence this is a person who's unsure of themselves or they have a low opinion of themselves the reason why that complicates relationships is obviously they can project that onto you uh at the very least they can bring you down um they can be very draining in a relationship they need lots of reassurance and many times this leads to infidelity because the person, um, or jealousy of the person that they're with, in fact. Um, how you can detect that is when you're in a relationship, you have to listen for these things, or I'll say in what they call the uh, talking stage. Uh-oh, I lost my mic. Hold on one second. One second, let me get readjusted here. My clip fell out. Only on live television. I said television, but we're not on live television. Okay, okay, okay. Let me just lay this down right here and then we'll keep going. television <laughs> okay all right <clears throat> where was I you have to listen to these things in the conversation get out of your head in the talking phase too many people are focused on doing the right thing sounding right and they're so so much focused on themselves and what they're putting out there they're not really listening to what the other person is putting out there and so it's very 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 uh, evident 
confidence, lack of confidence is very noticeable if you actually are paying attention. You don't, this, these people don't start becoming um, negative over time. It's just that you weren't paying attention when they were negative from the beginning. Number two, has a child under the age of 12 like I said, this is not a red flag, but it is a complication. And the reason why that is, is because that means that they have to, if they're co-parenting, that means they have to deal a lot with their ex. And some, most of the time that can you know, have negative effects. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't be with someone who has a child um, under the age of 12. I wouldn't call it baggage. I don't like that word. I wouldn't call it baggage because baggage denotes that something is negative. You, it, it, it may not always be negative, okay? It just means that it can be a complication if the person that they're dealing with is an issue. Also, it also can pre prevent you guys from really building the trust that you need to build because if that child is really young, it's a possibility that they're not really mentally out. Do you get what I mean? I know that this may come to a surprise, as a surprise to some people, but many people who have children together, sometimes they still, in some cases, they still kind of creep, creep over there or they have a secret relationship or sometimes it's just a lot of mess and you don't always know unless you know and I would just say in those instances tread lightly and make sure you really get to know this person very well and stay objective because you may only be here on one side of the story before you get involved because it can be a big complication the third thing is they don't have substantial steady employment. Now, we already know that when a person has a up and down work history, that's a red flag for employers, but it's also a red flag or a complication depending on where you're coming from. For instance, if you are financially stable and you don't need or care about your significant other bringing in um, substantial income, then them being kind of flaky with their jobs may not matter as much to you, but it can also denote that they are a flaky type of unreliable person, that they may have certain issues that make it so that you can't completely rely on them in a relationship in other ways, not just as a job. That up and down, back and forth, um, can also suggest mental health issues that, that are unresolved. Doesn't mean that they're a bad person. I wanna stress that, I really wanna emphasize that I'm not saying that this person is a bad person. They just may be unstable, okay? Um, stability in one way Instability in one way can also show instability in other ways. Everybody has weak areas, but this is something that can complicate things. Why? Especially if you're a female, which that's mainly who I'm talking to today. 
If you're a female and the man that you're interested in has unstable work, that means that you will be responsible for carrying most of the weight financially. And what will that mean when children are involved? That's a major complication. All right, number five. Number four, doesn't have his own house or car. When I say house, I don't mean house, but their own living situation where they, they don't have to roommate with other people. Now, sometimes people have to roommate, totally understandable. But when a person has never been able to live on their own or they're incapable of living on their own, can show some instability. It can show that they may not be able to stand on their own. And it's very ideal when you are with someone who is able to stand on their own because that means that they at least have something that shows that they are mentally stable enough to take care of themselves. When someone isn't able to live on their own, it may mean that in some ways they are at a level where they can't really take care of themselves. And for whatever reason it is, it may not be, again, I'm not trying to say that this person is a bad person, it just means that it, it is giving you a sign of a future complication. If that person isn't capable of taking care of themselves enough to live on their own, that could mean that you will have to be more of a caregiver type of person rather than being in a relationship with a person that's more on your level, you're dealing with a person that you will kind of have to look after. And if that's not something that you want to do, then you have to reevaluate some things. Same thing with the car. There are some people that feel like, and, and I'm not talking about like if you live in New York or someplace where having a car isn't important. I'm not talking about that. You know, obviously keep it in its context. If you live like here in Texas where we don't depend on subways and stuff like that, but most people have a car. Some people, are comfortable with living off of other people. So this is what I mean when I say you have to be careful if a person doesn't have their own living arrangement or they don't have their own transportation because it means that they're still getting around. How is that? Because they're letting other people drive them around or take care of their bills. Again, it all depends on where you're coming from Financially, that may not matter to you, but it can denote some irresponsibility on that person's part. So you have to take that into consideration. Otherwise, it may surprise you later on. Number five, a prison record. Now, some of you are saying this is a no-brainer. Some people are going to say that's not fair. All I'm saying is take it under serious consideration. If somebody has a prison record, what is the prison record for? Make sure that you completely understand. If they have a sexual offenders uh, record, an abuse record, any of that, okay, you have to be careful with moving forward with that person. Of course, they're going to be able to explain it away, all right? 
Um, but you have to make sure that you're taking this into consideration. If anybody has been jailed for abuse, but they explain it away as, you know, she did this or it that wasn't right or they lied or whatever, you can accept that. You can believe that they were arrested for nothing, but what you need to look into is look at microaggressions. Look at how easily it is for them to get angry. You really, 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 when it comes to a prison record, you really have to, and then how long were they in prison? All of these things, I don't even wanna say every way that it can impact you in a relationship because I don't, I'm not seeking to offend anybody or put anybody down this morning. But what, I, what I'm telling you to do is, in any case that anyone has a prison record, you need to slow down and keep your eyes and ears open like your life depended on it. Let's put it that way, okay? I know there's a lot of mothers that may be listening to me and say, oh, my baby didn't deserve this, blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of people that, that want to make excuses for people who have gone to prison and some people who have gone to prison for things that they didn't do. We're not talking about those people. We're talking about people who have gone to prison because they deserved to go, that they actually did the thing. And did they really change? Or do they still have that same behavior? Okay. Um, you have to be careful. Number six. Another avoidable relationship complication is having a lot of female friends. A man that has a lot of female friends. If they're always on the phone with a homegirl, 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 oh, that's just my homegirl, homegirl, homegirl. You get what I mean? Oh, she grew up, we grew up together. Oh, this and that. And they have tons of female friends. Let's say, let's give that person the benefit of the doubt. Let's just say that this person is a trustworthy person and they just happen to have a lot of female friends. Even if that were the case, how comfortable are you with them constantly being on the phone with and hanging out with other women? How comfortable will you be if you get married, but they refuse to break or reduce their com communication with these other women. There are some men that will tell you, they'll say, this has been my friend for 12 years. I just now met you. I'm, I'm, you, you can't be so insecure that I can't be friends with so-and-so, okay? If you want to know, just ask them very clearly. Say, you know, if, if we get serious and I have a problem with you always on the phone with all of these different women, etc. Even if it's their job, even if they're a, a photographer. Red flag. <laughs> even if they're a photographer, okay, or anything. Um, if they're inflexible, 
just being inflexible already lets you know that you're not a priority, okay? Being inflexible and saying, you get what I mean? I, I'm not gonna get rid of my multitude, my my multiple my multitude of friendships with tons of women because you're insecure. Okay. So yeah, that would be a major complication because guess what? If your goal is marriage, marriage goes through so many highs and lows. <laughs> marriage goes through so many highs and lows. You do not want to have have your spouse always talking to the opposite sex and having all of these women or men in in the background that's that's right there that feel entitled to their time and and don't have those boundaries like somebody else wanted me to touch on when the times are low now you're always going to have to think about it. don't think that you're above thinking that way if you have never been in a long-term marriage, you have no idea where marriage can take you, okay? I was 18 years old when I got married for the first time. 18 years old. I have 19 years worth of marriage experience. And marriage can take to you to a, a place you never thought you'd ever be. And you have to, this is why I'm telling you to look out for these complications, okay? All right. Number seven, doesn't believe in marriage. If they don't believe in marriage, again, if marriage is your goal and they don't believe in marriage and they have a pessimistic view, you're not aligned. And women, Time is too precious for you to say to yourself, I'm going to change this person's mind. I'm going to change this person's mind about marriage. I'm going to change this person's mind about having kids. I'm going to change this person's mind about settling down, etc. You know, you play that game with your, um, with your time and you're going to be sadly disappointed. In those instances, somebody's going to tell you, you should have chose better. You should have known better. You should have never tried to change him. You should have believed him when he said he didn't want to get married. Why did you assume this and that? It was never going to be you. This is what they're going to tell you. And all of those years that you invested is going to haunt you until you're able to get healing from that. And believe me, you will need healing from that. Investing years into a person who's already told you they don't want to get married. Okay. So for those people who don't want to get married, that's fine. Let them be on their own. When you are with them anyway, you are playing games with your own heart. Okay. All right. Number eight, doesn't believe in counseling. They don't believe in counseling. Uh, an avoidable relationship complication is a person who doesn't believe in counseling, how do you know how they feel about counseling? Simply ask them, have you ever been to counseling before? What do you think about it? And it's only the young women who feel embarrassed about asking these questions, afraid of what somebody's gonna say and what somebody's gonna think, and I'm gonna scare them off if I ask something like that. You better ask, 
you better ask. If you don't ask, you won't know. Okay? Doesn't mean they're going to tell you the truth. But ask. If they have a problem with counseling or they, they believe counseling is for everybody else, but not them. Because there's those people too. There's those people who think, oh, counseling is fine for my mom, for my dad, for my sister, for my brother, but I don't need any counseling. There's nothing wrong with me. That means that when you go through relationship issues, they will allow you to go to counseling by yourself while they sit on the couch and they have no interest in working things out or talking to a counselor, okay? You have to set some principles. You have to set some deal breakers. And if I were you, I'll, I'll just say one of my principles is, if I would never be with someone who doesn't believe in counseling, not because I used to be a counselor, but simply because that means they reject wise counsel, which is what a fool does. You don't wanna be married to a fool. You don't wanna be married to a person who's stubborn. You don't wanna be married to a person who believes that they're above receiving advice. And you don't wanna be with the person who thinks they're never wrong and that nothing is wrong with them. And asking this question will help you to identify that. Number nine, they don't believe in God or there's no proof that he does. So I'm, I'm a believer, I'm a non-denominational Christian. If you're not, you can ignore me on this point. You don't have to worry about it. I'm not trying to change you and whatever you wanna do is what you're gonna do. So I'm, I'm not one of those. I, I will let you believe whatever you wanna believe. But for those of you who are listening who are Christians and the person that you're trying to be with, you're just, you've decided that you will put your love for them above them having a love for Christ. What you're doing is guaranteeing a fight. You're guaranteeing a fight. I'm not talking about people who are only Christians because of tradition. I'm talking about if you really truly love God with your whole heart, you're sold out and you wanna work in this kingdom. Being involved with someone and raising your children with someone who doesn't feel that way, not only will it be a guaranteed fight, but it, it is a war within your innermost being, within your soul. It will make, it will tear you apart, okay? It will tear you apart. And, and let's say, let's say, uh, well, no, I would never date somebody who, who doesn't believe in God. I'm a Christian and I, I would never do that. Okay, but some of you are still dating men that obviously do not feel the same way about God that you do. Same difference. You say, no, well, he's just struggling. No, no, but blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something. If he grew up in church, but he has no personal relationship with God, this is a person that is a traditional Christian. 
Christian by default because that's how they were raised. They don't have a real relationship. They don't really know how to pray. They don't really know how to seek God. They're not really trying. And it doesn't mean that they won't change someday, but that is not, you are not going to be the person. I'm, I'm telling you, do not be the person that is going to, that you de decided I'm going to win them over. Now, the Bible says that when you are a believer and the husband is not or he's not a strong believer, you can by your example. They don't tell you. They don't tell you the war wounds that you get over the years and the many suffering that you get over the years while doing that. They don't tell you about the lonely nights, the crying to yourself, the crying in your closet. They don't tell you about the many times that you have to go through things alone because they don't know how to pray. They don't know how to comfort. They don't tell you how when your marriage goes through things, you're the only one that's seeking God and praying about it. They don't tell you about all of that. Do you get what I mean? You can, you can do it. I'm advising you not to do it. If you truly love God, then you are unequally yoked if you get with somebody who does not also feel the same way. And them going to church or listening to gospel music is not enough. Them going to church or them having been raised in the church is not proof that they are really sold out. How do you know? Just listen to them. See what they're okay with. What do you see them do in times of trouble? What do you see them do when they're tempted? What do you see them do when they get angry? Do they have the fruit? Okay, I'm not trying to preach this morning, but I'm just trying to tell you. If there's no fruit, then they are not being truthful with you. Sometimes men will do that because they know that you love God, so they will pretend to in order for you to believe that God sent them to you. So there must be proof. Okay. Somebody says, what does gospel music have to do with anything? What I'm saying is just because someone does outwardly things to look like they're a Christian doesn't mean that they truly are. There's some people who actually just like gospel music. There's some people who are just raised under it, but their hearts are really not for God. And that they just do all the Christian things, but they're not really. Okay, they can recite scriptures and all that. That's right. Someone said two people don't always have the answer within themselves. That is absolutely true. I love that quote absolutely wonderful okay number 10 overtly sexual or hypersexual this is a person that's always talking about sex always trying to posture towards sexual activity all of those things a hypersexual person is a person who has an issue within their sexuality. This is typically a person who has been violated in childhood, whether they've been emotionally sexually abused or physically sexually abused or exposed 
to things too early in life. And there has there's trauma there, emotional trauma there. And what do some of these people do? Everybody deals with it differently. But when you have a person who is just constantly talking about sex, making everything about sex, okay? That person usually will also have some type of sexual dysfunction. And when I say dysfunction, what I mean is they could be a sex addict or a person who derives their self-esteem through that. That means that you always have to be sexual towards them in order for them to feel loved or they will struggle in their fidelity towards you. Some people, especially like if they come out of a relationship or, you know, where they, you know, they felt rejected physically. You get with the person who's like, you know, all over you, you think, wow, this person's so into me. Like they're, you know, so sexually attracted to me. But see, the problem is, honey, is not you. It's not you. It's not about that, you know, that your body's so perfect, your face is so beautiful. It's not about you. This person is just hypersexual. This means that they just, if you, if you take a look, if you really look at it, <laughs> it won't take you long to find out that they have a wandering eye. They're a constant flirt. You don't feel safe when, when they're around the opposite sex. Something in you feels like they're not trustworthy. And the signs are there. And I, I'm just trying to let you know that that thing that you think is cute or whatever in the beginning, or you like it, that's gonna be the thing that breaks you up because that constant sexual energy, that is a compulsion that doesn't have anything to do with you and it won't stop with you, okay? You have to be careful with these people because they can bring you home diseases. They'll be serial cheaters. And you know, you just can't trust them because they're not healed. And and there's a lot of things that I can go into on this, but it's a very this is a complication. You may think, oh no, it's good because they're so into me. You're not the only one. That's the thing though, okay? And yeah, it is a problem if you have a person who's a sex addict, you're in a relationship with a sex addict because they're always going to pressure you into pleasing them constantly, but it's not gonna be enough. And now you feel pressure to give in constantly or else that is a prison to live in, in a marriage. So you have to be careful, okay? Uh, number 11 of the 14 avoidable relationship complications is newly single, a newly single person on the rebound. 
that's a big issue because that means that they could be using you. They're using you because they want to make somebody jealous or they're not over that person or they may be still talking to them. So just pay attention. If they keep bringing somebody else up, that is a huge red flag. If they're bringing up their ex talking to you often, then they may not be over them, okay? And even if they're over them and they're not gonna get back together, that means they haven't healed. They say statistically, and I, I haven't checked the, the statistics recently on this, but the last statistics I saw is that even when somebody comes, especially when somebody comes out of a marriage, it takes them about three years to heal from that. You get with them before that, they may not ever try to get back with their ex, but the hurt, they're not even done talking about it yet. It takes you three years to stop talking about it. Okay, so that's another thing. Number 12, friends who appear to be single or otherwise playboys. Now, some of you, you women, you, you know we're good at Facebook and Instagram or social media stalking. You're looking at them on social media, but are you looking at their friends, the guys that they hang out with? Birds of a feather flock together. Don't think that yours is the different one, okay? They're, to, they're hanging together for a reason. Take a look at his friends. These are the friends that he's gonna be going out with during your relationship. These are the people he's gonna to turn to. Do they look like gentlemen or do they look like fools? Do they look like playboys? Okay, well then they're playing together. They're going out on trips and going out at night and, and doing what they do together. So is that, are these the types of guys, these are the types of guys that are gonna be in his ear and they've been there before you. So if you come into the relationship and even if the guy, you know, the person you're with, they care about you a lot, this is the resistance that you're going to be coming up against. So you have to be careful about that. If you're new here, this podcast is primarily for women. Okay. Number 13. Is of another religion than yours or they come from a strong like a, a very different culture from yours okay with a strong family influence now some of you may say oh well it doesn't matter to me what religion they are etc whatever okay fine but are you ready for the family are you ready for the family that are going to have a problem with you because while you may not care that this person is a different culture than yours, completely different or a different religion, okay? The family will care that you are not like them. And these are the people you say, oh, well, I didn't marry you, them. I come to marry this person. I'm not marrying their family. Who told you that? I'm gonna tell you most assuredly that you're marrying, marrying into the family. And if that family is a close-knit type family and you are completely different from them, you can be the sweetest, nicest person. 
you will face immense opposition and they may be fine with you until the ring gets on the finger. Now, all of a sudden, they have a problem. Now that you're more than a fling or a phase, you're a problem. Because why not go to your own kind? Why do you, you got to get somebody from over here? Well, what is she anyway? Do you get what I mean? You may say, oh, well, I don't care where my future husband comes from as long as he loves me. Well, the issue is when you marry him, now you're dealing with the mom and the sisters and the brothers who think you're not good enough because you don't come from where they come from. So this is a complication. Like I said, I'm not calling everything a red flag today. I'm just going to say it's a complication. And finally, number 14, if they are struggling to achieve the goals you already have achieved. Now, let's say you're a woman who has her own business and the man that you're talking to wants to have his own business, but he's finding it hard to be successful. Or let's say that he's had businesses, but they've all failed and you have a successful business. That is a complication. Why? Because the same man that came to talk to you that thinks you're so beautiful and, is, and so intelligent and, and such a boss lady can still end up jealous of you because you have achieved things. Let me tell you something about envy and, and my next series after this choosing better series next month is going to be on how to recognize frenemies before they become your frenemy. All somebody needs is to see you achieving something that's hard for them to achieve to become your frenemy. And what many people do is instead of staying away from you, they're drawn to you. Some people theorize that they're drawn to you to better position themselves to knock you off your game. Yes, there are, I know it's hard to believe, but there are people who are in a relationship with you and they're jealous of your success, your popularity, your attractiveness. You, young lady, you go and get with a guy and you're giving him a chance and he's not traditionally attractive, which is fine, but you're a, a super beautiful woman, guess what? He can potentially become envious of you because you get most of the attention. And what do they do when that happens? They try to diminish you. They try to put you down. This is why a lot of beautiful women on the inside and outside, they face ridicule and criticism from their spouse or their mate because the person is sitting up there being jealous of them because they always have someone trying to get with them but i'm not going to go into that now now here are the three telling confessions you need to listen for if you're just coming in today we're talking about choosing better this is a four-part series that I'm going to be doing and I'm so excited to do it. I feel like we need it right now. Choosing better. 
These are the three telling confessions to listen for when you're on a date or when you're in the talking stage. This, you should be listening to this um, in the talking stage before you even start dating, but definitely when you're dating. Number one, insecurities. We're talking too much in the beginning instead of asking the right questions and listening. Let people vent to you in the beginning. Let them reveal their insecurities, number one, their desires, number two, their frustrations. Yes, this is a part that applies to men and women. Insecurities, desires, frustration. Number one, insecurities. Why are we listening to this in the talking phase? Because these will be projected onto you. Their insecurities will be projected onto you. And there is a way, which I'm gonna talk about next week, that you can use someone's insecurity to build trust with them. For instance, let's say you're, let's, let's go to the guys right now. Let's say one of you gentlemen, you're talking to a young lady and she is very down on herself about the way she looks. She doesn't like her appearance. Okay, fine. If you continuously compliment her and build her up in that way, she will begin to trust you just because you're complimenting her on her self-esteem, an area where she feels weak. Females, same thing, flip it around. If a guy is putting himself down because he's not financially well off, you can build him up in that way. That builds trust. It lowers people's defenses. But these insecurities will be projecting onto you. Again, it can cause envy. If they're the type of person who, uh, let's just say they're just the type of person that's hard to get along with. You know, many people don't get them. They're a loner or whatever, which is fine. But you're the life of the party. You're fun, you're funny, you're exciting. You walk in and you, you know, everybody's got their eye on you. They're gonna become envious of that because it's just human nature, okay? So this is why you need to make sure you're aligned. You're listening for these things to make sure you're aligned. The second thing is desires. Listen for their desires because these desires will dictate their, per their priorities. Meaning, if you don't understand what somebody wants to become or wants to achieve, you won't understand their decision-making. You won't understand why they spend the money the way they do, why they spend the time where they spend their time. You won't understand their priorities. And many times you will become secondary to those desires. So you have to, add, you have to find out what are their desires? Like what are their ultimate goals? It also will dictate those, their self-esteem because let's say for instance, they wanna become financially well-off However, every time they try something, it fails. That is going to be an issue of their self-esteem, okay? So you have to know what their desires are. And number three, the frustrations. The frustrations are things you can bring solutions to, but it also reveals a weakness. So when you listen to a person's frustrations, that's a great time to offer up some type of solution. Okay, 
that shows that you care, that brings down their defenses. But those frustrations also will show you the areas they're weak in. For instance, you, you may say, uh, um, you're sitting across from a person you're on a date and they're talking about how they, they struggle in their relationship with their family. That's a weak area for them. That's a hurtful area for them. You need to know that because it may indicate that they don't know how to deal with conflict in a relationship, or it could mean that they hold on to bad relationships. When you're in a relationship, especially in a marriage, you're like Siamese twins. There's nothing that can happen to them that doesn't affect you. Why you need to understand this person's insecurities, desires, and frustrations is because it will affect you, okay? So you have to make sure you're listening for these things. Now, quickly, I'm gonna give you the five mind reading body language tips. Actually, I don't have time for that. I, really, I shouldn't have gone so hard on the first 14. You know what, I'm going to push that one to next week. But the five mind reading, I'll give you a preview. The five mind reading body language tips are gonna be Number one, the eyes, the head, the hands, the stance, the feet. I'm going to show you how people can tell you what they're really thinking about you. Or I could tell you, I could show you how if you are sitting across from them, you ask them one of my many questions I'm going to tell you to ask if they're telling the truth or not. Okay. And there's certain certain things you need to be paying attention to, ladies. And I, whenever we talk about body language, that is my, I get excited about that because it's so fun. And when I tell you these things, you will not, it's a blessing and a curse because you will not be able to take it out, take it off. You will never un, unhear it. You won't be able to unsee it. And everywhere you go, you're gonna be able to read people and sometimes it will hurt you. It will hurt your feelings. But guess what? At least you know. At least you know. I'm glad that I know how to how to do this. And even though it has hurt my feelings at times, guess what? It always told me the future, whether I wanted to listen to it or not. People are always showing us what they really feel, but you have to know what to look for. So with that, I'm just going to have to get with y'all next time on that one. And as I always say, make sure you join me on uh, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is going to be available later on tonight on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. And remember, you can change if you want to. See you next time on LeBeau's Life Lessons.